0: So we'll come back we're going to continue with this wisdom which is given us through St. Mark ascetic and we're going to continue with text 65
1: to accept an affliction for God's sake is a genuine act of holiness for true love is tested by adversities
0: alright so this is tough text and uh, St. Mark is touching reality which is which every one of us know very well and this reality of suffering of all kind of suffering and uh, if we go through our life so we can realize that suffering is like connected with our life from our birth maybe as a children we don't see that but well parents can can say how many times they are spending like nights in vigil taking care of child because of different sicknesses or difficulties first tooth when coming out how much pain it is and etc but whole life is some kind of There is no day without some kind of suffering. And uh, many people, they try to remove this suffering from their own life uh, because they don't want to suffer. But there is no way how to avoid that. (coughs) And many times they are searching for tools which can remove suffering and uh, so they are searching they are taking like supplements drugs in this illusion that this way can help them to find some kind of peace to find happiness suffering is part of our exile we lost paradise and uh, we were sent out, and if you remember these words, God's words at the time they there are words which predict or to say about suffering, which will become companion uh, of people for future and now we can we can say, well it is Cruel from God that He let the suffering enter to human life. Why He is so cruel, especially when we see all kinds of really hard suffering difficulties, and which force us to really to ask why. But uh, it's difficult to understand we can understand the suffering only in the light of Christ's cross cross became this gate to eternal life for us and in some way if god allows suffering and so he allows that as a tool which we should use for our salvation with our presence of these difficulties and suffering we would be not able to start journey to uproot our our um, passions we would be not able to even recognize truth, we would be not Pushed to meditate over God's words and to understand our journey through this world. When we accept suffering, we can do this only when we humble ourselves, when we Like, bow in front of God, and we accept this cross in our life. And this humility opens us for understanding of God's uh, wisdom, God's mysteries, or understanding of God. <laughs> This is why he says that it is really act of holiness. It's pious thing to accept um, uh, suffering because of God. In suffering, accepting suffering, we are we imitate Christ on the cross. We are becoming like he is and this accelerate, this our growth in uh, virtues. And through this we give a testimony about our faith, about our love towards God. Okay, we were talking about that before, so in length, so I don't want to go further here. Because another uh, next text, give us more understanding
1: do not claim to have acquired virtue unless you have suffered affliction for without affliction virtue has not been tested
0: this is very important i would say spiritual law which we have to keep in mind that because it is so easy for us in uh, easy times to think highly about ourselves when when there is no suffering, big suffering, when life is easy, we can have this illusion about ourselves, that how good we are, how virtuous we are. Do you know Father Tom Hapko? Mm-hmm. He died several years ago. He was Orthodox priest, but big friends of Byzantine Catholics, very good man, and he had people. With podcasts, wrote a lot of, lot of stuff, they're very good, good explanations, he was a good teacher. And um, when he retired, on his retirement, during his retirement, he lived in Elwood City, Pennsylvania. And he was, there is a, monas- a women monastery there, and he was helping there with services, everything, and actually spent time. Muslim monastery. When uh, he got a little bit sick, or oh, serious sick, and he had to go to hospital, this Igumena, the superior monastery, came to visit him. And when she came to him, she told me, hmm, Father Tom, now we will see what is in you and well it might be like hard you expect that somebody comes to to visit you, to encourage you to like, oh poor you and she said, well (laughs) we will see now (laughs) if those things you were speaking about if it is in you if you live that and Father Tam he he reminded his um, Visitors in in uh, hospital came. This her words, and even I think he made another podcast, and he was talking about that. And uh, he said, "Still, I pray may I uh, uh, may this test prove that there is everything in me what I was teaching others." It was very, very smart, very wise nun. She understood very well that virtue is confirmed through afflictions, through suffering, through tests. It's easy to say, oh, I am humble if nobody offends me. It's easy to say, well, I am a very patient person if we don't we didn't taste long and not pleasant sickness it's easy to say that well I am person of big hope if we didn't go through a situation which took all these like fundamentals on which my our life was built on this is this is very big this big te- uh, temptation uh, this is This illusion is so often in us that we, we think that we are good because we were not tested yet. And we think in this illusion that how many virtues we have. And we should avoid that until we don't go through the test. We should keep if we keep ourselves humble so we don't admit that there is something in us which was not tested. And again, look how how often it happens and um, and i this is my experience now that well I, I thought that I can go through. Many things, but there are situations now, which I I can many times see that that it is easy to lose patience, you know, and uh, that you that how difficult it is to be non-stop calm, and uh, especially if there is always something what. Gives you unpleasant surprise. And then you realize what is in you, really. And again, we would probably, f- without temptation, without uh, suffering, without these afflictions, we would go through life in this illusion that how good we are. And then we would stand in front of Christ and Seeing our heart filled with many passions. And also it would be not a pleasant moment. Now, even if we, f- we are failing, but if we fail, we can do repentance. We can try again. But you cannot do repentance if you don't know. And this is why we should give thanks to God for each cross which is coming to us. Even it's very hard and unpleasant, and because through cross our weak, weak spots are revealed to us, and we can do repentance, we can ask for help, and we can start to work on virtues even not perfectly, but with this strength which we have. Okay, so let's go. It was a good conclusion for this part about suffering, which was a tough part. But Craig has a question. Craig? Uh,
2: Exactly what you were talking about is about remaining humble. Uh, There was an interaction with some African individuals that came over from somewhere in Africa. They had been run out of their land, and their families had been run out, and um, because they were Catholic, so they were persecuted. They came to the states, and they were at this meeting where this priest was giving a talk who happened to be from um, Uganda. And I forget how it went, but the people that were there were very much, from the other country, were very much, we have faith. There's nothing that's gonna stop us. We've been persecuted. You know, we've been run out of our land. We'll never give up the faith. And it was just all about how tough and how they weren't going to quit. And that, you know, over here we were very weak compared to having to pick up the cross and follow them. And the priest, which we didn't even know about, he said, I almost didn't become a priest. And he says, be careful what you, you know, you you tout about and remain humble. He says, I had tremendous faith. But until... I had to stand there and being withheld from being able to do anything and watch the children be tortured for the faith. He says, that's when you really break. That's when you really have seen whether or not you still have faith in God. And he says, I almost walked away from becoming a priest. But he said, I had to step away and digest that. So every time you think you've arrived, you're just getting started. And he'll remind you that you're just getting started.
0: Uh, Good point. Don't And uh, actually, you touched something. But well, maybe it is worth it to remind. This was good, good reminder for me that I must skip that. That uh, it's not only. You know that our church, within Catholic Church in Slovakia, was forbidden for from 1950 to 1968. And many priests suffered, bishops suffered. We have two bishops who were raised up. We have their relics here in the church. And uh, when we were resurrected again, this kind of mentality was spreading that, well, we are a church of martyrs. And what was true, what was true, but uh, I think that it came to some kind of mentality that, well, that we are almost perfect you know, because of that. Living from this heritage, uh, it, it... it was reminded to us so many times that many people started on be and I remember, I don't know, it was, mission I think that now it's Bishop Peter, if I remember well. And uh, He said like I was still in Slovakia, he had like one he was not bishop yet, I think. But he said it's time to stop live from past. What was done in past was done by people who lived in past. Now we have to approve our faith through our testimony in this time. And it was not received with pleasure, because it was easier to say we are church martyrs and we suffered, and so we have special some kind of place. And uh, sometimes we do this, you know. Sometimes we um, have this thought that, okay, my I live, I follow way of life how my grandmother lived and you know I do everything and 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 so I live from this heritage what is n- don't take me wrong It in many things is good but I don't make my own move in faith. You know I, I try to live on the fumes of former generation, our generation. So this is another temptation. Thank you very much this was Good reminder what you said for me. We have to take responsibility for our life. All right, let's go. Next one.
1: Neighbors are very free with advice, but our own judgment is best. Oh, I've got one, I'm sorry. <laughs> Consider the outcome of every involuntary affliction, and you will find it has been the destruction of sin.
0: Yeah. If we make a list of uh, these ascetical uh, tools which we find in uh, recommendation, Holy Fathers, so it is very strange list It is like tools of torture of which kind you know you start with fasting uh not enough sleeping uh enduring uh, like uh, en- uh not enduring uh, difficulties uh Uh, Poverty. Uh, You deny. You refuse comfortable life, and and then uh, long prayers, long readings, long standing vigils, and um, many many. uh, And if if you go through these particular like ascetical tools, it's really long list, and. uh, when we go through this, we realize that there are these sufferings which come without our will. And, but we realize that while all these ascetical tools, they bring us suffering which we accept voluntarily. We voluntarily fast, because we want to gain control over our body. We voluntarily spend time in prayer, it's just very tough sometimes. We voluntarily uh, suffer when we say no to many pleasures, which pamper our life. And uh, so we, sh- we are asking ourselves why we are doing that. Why we are enduring those things. And Saint Mark says, well, when you have this question in heart, meditate over result of these tools, of these non involuntary sufferings, and you find that they are leading to destroying of sin. So it is, So it means that if we are presented with good uh, tools which can help us and we should not uh, refuse them just because they bring some kind of unpleasant uh, feelings in our heart or unpleasant situations, some kind of suffering to our life as first we should look at what will be the end of receiving voluntary disgrace, which we put by ourselves on us, upon us. And uh, this is very important, because if we don't think about that, this first impulse which comes from our soul, and body and mind is no, no, no. And you might, probably you had this experience that there was some kind of situation even when you were in a religious, you know, event. And you had no, like everything was in you against attending this thing everything and you would do everything other just not go there and uh, then you force yourself you attended that and you realize how beneficial it was for you, you know, it's it's uh, I, I think that we have this experience and sometimes it's so that you almost have to <sighs> force yourself you know to to defeat yourself and to go to force yourself to go and and when you go then in the end you receive understanding it was so good for you this is I think what St. Mark wants to tell us that if he Ask us to meditate over these tools, ascetical tools, or these good things, which, if we accept, well, be we voluntary accepting some kind of suffering, uh, we, should, we should think about that because this pressure which um, comes from our mind, will, heart, soul is sometimes very, it's enormous it's enormous <laughs> I remember there was one meeting press show religious meeting or like a one day retreat uh, and uh, we are thinking about that to go there or not. And I remember that I did. It was tough. I had a lot of parishes and well, just liturgies. And, uh, then I remember even morning. I, I hesitated about well, to go to pressure or spend whole day there. Then return back tomorrow like this circle again. Uh, I. Really, there was huge hesitation. Then I almost forced myself, because I knew that Marzaka wants to go. So I said, all right, we'll sacrifice. And when we came there, the motto, like this title of whole this, was these words God said to Abraham. I send you to the far country. I don't know if I translated it correctly, but you know what I mean. <coughs> and it was, for me, like like punch at the moment. I realized, somehow I felt that, okay, these words are for me. I don't know why. And so I, I it was like a fresh breeze, which came, and I went through this whole day with the thought that these words were for, for me and God is preparing me for something. And it was like for months, it was like resonating in me. And and I said, well, we'll see, it's strange. (laughs) And uh, after one month, I got a letter from Bishop. He was transferring me to another parish. And it was like, parish was, very far <laughs> in our understanding of Slovakia, you know, like, they said, "Well, it was like north, east, north Slovakia up, and total different mentality than we were used to, and everything." I said, "Oh my, this is too far to travel, like one hour there." It was like, "Oh, too far, you know, <laughs> for us," and and. Uh, uh, it was Paris. Uh, there was one place we went to visit him once. Who was there? Um, and I remember when we were returned from the visit. It was three years before we went there. I told my wife, "This is Paris. I would never want to go." <laughs> and Now I got this. You go there. And I and I recall this. You know, immediately. It, it was tough. You know. It was very tough to accept this because there were other things. It was not easy, but I think that if I would not go for that retreat, if I would not think about these words, which touched me at the time, it would be even more harder for me to receive this assignment. You know, that I I think that God prepared me in some way Uh, for for this change, you know, mentally, or inside, that it was difficult, and uh, it was difficult because the parish was in that state that I heard, one of these gossiping, that parish, the bishop wants to punish the parish, not to give them priests for one year. And then he decided to punish me. <laughs> 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 he there and I remember when we went there to look at, you know, <laughs> to make arrangements with this former priest who was still there. It was, it was rainy day and everything was bad and it was like, this mood was down. We were almost crying, you know, <laughs> that where we are going. And the priest he told me, "I give you one year. I give you one year here. It's horrible situation. You will see after one year we'll ask bishop to transfer you." I said, look, one it somehow? I will survive." And then we were there ten years. Yeah. Ten years, and we are happy there. But what I w- want to say that. That sometimes when we we are fo- we have to force ourselves, and and through this forcing, even it is suffering some kind of involuntaries, For example, as I said, it, there is some kind of fruit. It will prepare you for something, or will give you understanding of something. You know that. Okay, I'm talking too much. <sighs> all right let's go okay question
1: neighbors are very free with advice but our own judgment is best
0: well this text might be a surprise for us because when we read these works of holy fathers uh, we we read in Brianceno, we read it in Theodorus the Great that they f- were forcing us not to trust ourselves and to mm-hmm. follow uh, uh, advices of, Holy Fa- uh, of our spiritual father or uh, these works of saints.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, so now he says, well, something totally different. So Mark doesn't deny wisdom of those things. But I think that in this text, he just wants to stress our responsibility. Um, our responsibility is that we are supposed to form our conscience in a correct way. May Our conscience becomes like a really good guide um, uh, how we judge things that are coming to us. And uh, if you remember what Brancinal was teaching us, he said that he's, he was comparing and he was talking about consciousness, he was talking about um sharpening knife that you are you are using stone to sharpen the knife so so uh, we are sharpening ourselves by and this this stone for sharpening knife. For sharpening conscience is gospel. So we have to be um, was talking us that we have to be immersed in gospel, always trying to, underst- uh, to go deeper and deeper understanding. and through this, our conscience will become uh, sharp and immediately uh, immediately showing us uh, what is good, what is bad. So then even people uh, can try to give us good advice. He's not talking about the Father, he's talking about people. Uh, but we can make our own judgment. Because sometimes advice uh, uh, which is uh, given by people is not good. Um,
3: I think when I read that, I I was sort of also getting the (coughs) the feeling that Mark is saying, you know, we all have peer pressure. We all want to kind of go along with the group. And so, you know, when there's sort of a central consensus of things, but we still have to, uh, you know, use our judgment. And and it's hard to go against maybe when you hear... Many people say, no, this is what you should do. And so I, I think it was, it was sort of saying you, know, you can't let uh, the group kind of
0: put uh, pressure on sure, yeah, of course, yeah. you. Know,
3: we all want to be part of a group. You know, I mean, it's, it's human nature to want to be accepted by neighbors and groups. And
0: yeah, that is true. But many times, you know, you are getting very strange advices. Very strange advices. I remember one old lady in Slovakia, She once she told me that, well, you know, I went to Stropko, it was, there was monastery, REM tourists were there. And so she said, well, Bishop was there, so uh, we went there, and, you know, uh, this my grandson was m- with me, and I said, well,
3: you, you should
0: go, you should go to receive communion from Bishop, you know, this opportunity. And uh, grandson said, well, I cannot go, I didn't went for confession, you know, so I cannot go. Just go, go, I will pray for you, <laughs> you know, may God forgive you, and just go, because this is privilege. Oh well, I, I told her what uh, Danny, you know, that did he go and he should I force him. I <laughs> said, never do again something like that, you know? That 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 grandson had m- his conscience was telling him what is right. But she was seemingly supported to her son. <laughs> grandson can receive communion from bishops. She didn't about anyway. <laughs> you know this it is like very rough example, but this came to my mind that sometimes even our closest people can give us some kind of advice which came out not from faith but from some kind of different motives. And it is we should avoid that. We should have our own conscience that. It was funny.
3: The Eucharist you get from the Pope is the same you get from your
0: parish priest. Sure, you know, but well... It's not for Jesus. It was, (laughs) at the time it was like, I understood, a little bit, I... uh, Look, there was like, I mentioned that we didn't have, Archer was not for 20 years, and then Last bishop Hockudai is 74, I think, or 75, and we didn't have bishop until
1: 1990.
0: So, uh, and nobody was allowed to come, you know, from abroad. The only bishop, Byzantine Catholic bishop, who was coming to our eparchy was Bishop Slavomir from Croatia, and he came once per. Year to ordain our priests, wow. so you know, like <laughs> so it was a big, <laughs> it was a big deal, it was, you know. And to see yeah. the cathedral was packed, you know, totally because uh, otherwise, if you didn't come, you didn't see bishop, you didn't meet the bishop. Many there were like. You you take there were like many forty fifty years old people Byzantine Catholics who never met a bishop Byzantine Catholic bishop. So so in people was that if bishop was somewhere present so it was like huge gathering of people. It was not very common, and uh, so this is something what was residue in that old lady. You know that yeah. she all oh, she had this, like residue in the mind that well. It's huge opportunity.
3: At St. Peter's, they have deacons and priests from all over the city that will help at communion time. They just, there's maybe a hundred of them who go out and give out communion. And they tell them, make sure you see the person. They don't give it out on the hand. They have to give it out on the tongue there because you have to make sure the person consumes the host. Otherwise, people take them as souvenirs. Over mm. here? Yes. <laughs> it's just, you have to make them eat it in front of you. No.
0: It's so well, bad.
3: They're just ignorant. Yeah, they're just ignorant. It's not wrong. We didn't teach them well.
0: How did we come here Sorry. to this? <laughs> <laughs> Talking about this lady of bishops. All <laughs> right.
1: If you want spiritual health, listen to your conscience, do all it tells you, and you will benefit.
0: Conscience is a big gift from God for us. There's this clear voice which helps us to recognize what is what was bad, what is good. And conscience can recognize that sharper than our intellect. That um and, and we cannot deceive like conscience. And but but this voice of this conscience is more clear, or is clearly, it becomes more and more clear when we really try to follow God's commandments, God's commandments, uh, of gospel. When we are trying to follow that, we are sharpening this conscience. And it can become our very good guide because will be able to recognize it immediately but it is very important to learn how to listen to this voice of conscience and uh, there is advice we can find in uh, in some texts of these holy fathers they uh, they urge us to to pray before each new activity, new work, and to just think for a while if it is um, according God's will or, or if it is for us useful. If our conscience is not protesting, and um, this work we, we, are, we intend to do is accord God's will, according to God's law, we can, we can act. But it's, it's very important to really pray for that, because through this act, uh, cooperation with our intellect, prayer, and this discernment, if it is according God's, uh, God's law, God's words, and if it is useful. Because Isaac Serian it reminds us that we have to do this, we have to really pray because we need this help from above in this sermon. Because many times evil ones urge us to do good things but which are not useful. Which are not useful. They might be good, but it is not God's will for us to do this. You know, because uh, uh, because in, in the end it might be bad for us. And but but our, our invisible enemy presents it in this way that we consider all oh, this fine, this all right, this is a good thing, and. Uh, It is very visible now, in present time, that uh, we can see this illusion people have when they are pulled to activity, that uh, to be very active, you know, and especially work of charity, or good things, good works for church, for parish, you know, and these these activities, which, if you look like briefly at this, good things. This is work done for neighbors. This is work done for <coughs> for parish, for church. And uh, many times, if we don't don't think about that, we can be taken by these illusions. We doing God's will, mm. but in the truth we are getting f- more far and far mm. from God. Mm. So prayer, and thinking about that, mm. is really important. Uh, because we can easily can uh, be taken by many activities. Nobody can say they are wrong but in the end, they are taking us away from God. And this is, uh, I would say that, because like in, uh, in Slovakia I had like first, my assignment for five years, I had together three, four, Five, five churches I had. So Sundays were like four liturgies, and uh, every day two liturgies, and you had to go through these little townships or villages even uh, to make this rotation. And so I had like these five sacristians there, of good people who sacrificed for the church, and they brought. Uh, a lot of this, sh- uh, they, they offered a lot of even material things and time and efforts to take care of everything. But you could feel in majority of them that this work deformed them because they had this uh, attitude that I am so high because I am doing so much for church and they were they were but they forgot to take care of their souls i well look this i am using this example as a as a not to make criticism of them you know because really good people i'm just saying that this this can lead to this uh, illusion. And once you have this illusion that uh, inside that you tell yourself, oh, I'm doing so much for church, so I'm fine. So you are stopping your growth, you know, if you don't take care of of your soul. And uh, and so we have to be very careful to make judgment what is right, what is not right. Sometimes, uh, for sure, uh, if this prayer before this activity and think about that, it doesn't mean that I many things are, are we need to be uh, to be covered in the parish or in ch- for charity and preparation for events, some kind of this. We need to have this. But sometimes you, you might be consumed doing only that, and, and to be involved so much that there is no strength in you to do something else. And if we, are start, if we start to pray and to think about that, it doesn't mean that now we become not active. But we realize this illusion. We realise, okay, I cannot allow myself to be consumed only or to be satisfied only with that. This is one part of my service to God, but but it cannot replace this care of my soul, my salvation. That, you know, it doesn't replace that it I am receiving blessings from God from that. If my main settings are in are correct, does make sense?
3: So charitable works can be uh, a very good thing, but if you allow yourself to say, "Well, the, I'm you know see I'm doing God's work," so therefore. Do well, ever. usually. So, I guess if you did charitable works and you were not wanting to get praise, or were just kind of anonymous, about it, that would probably be the best way to do it. To where then now you're not in danger of kind of being full of sure. yourself saying, Boy, am I great, I did all these wonderful things. Sure, but. It, it's just do them without expecting any. Praise or anything in return, and, and it would probably be a
0: yes. This is one step, but what is should not miss is that I have to realize that I have the other things, which are necessary for my for my uh, uh, salvation, my soul, are necessary. So, for example, there was. One story, my, my friend he told me that, uh, that he said that uh, he, wa- he, is in, uh, he was in a big parish uh, in the city. He said like once per year a man came and gave a like, big donation for church. And he said, look, Father, this is my donation. God blessed me. I want to donate church, use it for some good projects. You know, don't tell anybody everything. And um, uh, and he did left. You know, usually he was not spending time. And once the priest asked him that, "All right, so why are you doing that?"
3: Yeah, I mean that was all he did. He he wasn't yeah. involved. And, in and why, 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 why
0: are you doing that? I said, you know, I am look, I don't have time. I don't come to church. I haven't been for confession for years. So at the least. I give what I have. So he was buying, trying to buy this his money, salvation of his soul. You know? Yeah. So what what I mean is that he did everything. He did this good intention to give to church. He didn't want any recognition. He he was like the only priest knew who gave this money. So there were all these signs of I w- we would say humility or but well, he was neglecting what was necessary for soul. So, so. Yeah. He, he
3: so, if if you do what Christ said, where He said, you know, uh, I forget the Gospel where, you know, they said, he goes, "Well, you you came to me when I was sick and in jail," and, and they said, "When Lord did we ever do?" This? He goes, "As long as you did this to the least of these, my." Well, uh, so 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 those charitable works are okay cuz they're Christ like they're they're what God expects but that's the spirit of the church. But well work.
0: Y- you. this so is if you visit a friend okay. in the
3: hospital that of course is
0: okay. Is, is, is Let's okay. say if you are a Christian who doesn't care about your soul, you don't pray too much, you don't fast, you don't go to the church but you your friend is in hospital you said I'm going to visit him. Oh, Christ will be tapping me on our shoulder right. after yeah. I did yeah, that. Yeah, you can't
3: do that. You, you can certainly, I mean, that is... So, so it that's is, something no, that we can do this in even, addition to all the other things we should do.
0: Even those who didn't believe in God do this.
3: Right. I see what you're saying. You so, know?
0: Yeah. So you cannot take something from Gospel, one sentence which fits to you, because you are doing that with easiness, and you say, well, I'm fine because I did that. Right. But if you right. take whole Gospel, you realize, okay, yeah, I didn't do thousand other things, and now I want, i am pointing to, I am telling to Christ, look, I did that. Yeah. And it's say, well, there is like whole scale, here you didn't I mean, do I, I don't know <laughs> in
3: the kitchen here before when we go down to the one church, and, and I got a very good feeling from that, and I, I thought that was a good thing to do. So, yeah, but I, I can't just do that and expect. Exactly. Salvation,
0: right? Exactly. And yeah. Yeah. what this is, I think, the danger of present in present time is that many people they think yeah. that this is, they like neglect this internal life, this Christ.
3: Only if that good work, whatever it is flows from my relationship with Christ it cannot substitute for my relationship with Christ. It cannot be my only relationship with Christ if my relationship with Christ should be leading me to help at the soup kitchen, to donate to the church, to do all these other things but it's founded on that relationship with Christ. Otherwise it's
2: just like you said, anybody can do it it doesn't mean
0: anything Craig
1: has something then.
2: you had mentioned addition to and i never forget this when I came back to the faith like 22 years ago there was this one little parish that worked very efficiently and people always wanted to help and volunteer and the deacon would always step up and say be careful what you ask for because that priest is going to hold your feet to the fire you know and these people would come back and go I can't believe it he said if I wanted to work at this parish and volunteer I had to go to confession once a week to make sure I wasn't harming my soul I had to make sure I wasn't neglecting my family, my spiritual life. You know, he had a whole plan. If you wanted to work here, and the guy goes, "I just want to haul his trash for him," and he's like, "No, you got to have to go meet with him. You know, be ready." You know, but he would not let anybody harm themselves if he could handle it.
1: You know, I always remember in reading about Mother Teresa how. Um, It it was very important for her, for all of her sisters of charity, to stop and pray every day because she felt that that was the most important first. Just like you said, and then they went out to help the 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 poor and the afflicted and everything like that.
0: There was like just one explanation all that, and again we have to learn that, relearn because there are very bad habits or understanding came through tradition. One priest, he told me that he was like, uh, there was they were preparing something for sort of fundraising. I don't know what they were doing, whatever. We are doing pierogies or whatever, I don't know. So there were a group of these older ladies in the church they were, like, working in the kitchen, preparing stuff. And uh, uh, in the, then one lady asked another, are you not going home, you know? And uh, no. she said, no, no, I'm staying for the liturgy. It was big day. And she said, why are you staying for the liturgy? It's, it's not Sunday. Why are you staying for the liturgy? You know, and now... That the lady, she worked whole day in the kitchen for to 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 do good things for parish. She sacrificed, but she was not uh, so able to sacrifice for the prayer. So, so and and look, this is not judgment over her. She was formed this way. And this is what, when we are supposed to uh, about others to pray, and to 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 listen our conscience, so, and to think about gospel, we have to uh, uh, freely understand what is important. Some the liturgy was more important than those periods, and she was already in the church, and you know, also she could stay. It was different. She said, "Well, I'm so tired that I cannot." Sure, but you know what I mean through this. Yeah, she well, was
3: thinking, "Oh, I was here all day, so that's that's." that's you know, no, she, no, thinking. no. She
0: was not understanding why to go to the during big days. Right, right. Because
3: well, she was in her mind rationalizing, saying, "I was here all day." And no, so no, no. She was. Oh, okay. oh Sunday, well, Sunday. she was just saying it's yeah. not Sunday. Oh, it's not Sunday. No. It. So it's why, Sunday. why to stay? Oh, I see. I you see. know,
0: <laughs> why to come for the during big days? So. Okay. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Time is up. Thank
1: <laughs> you.